Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today is the first Sunday of the month, which means it's time for Chef Del's Kitchen. Today, Chef Del Schroff is going to be making his first summer picnic just in time for Father's Day, summer, whatever you want, Fourth of July even. He's going to be making a barbecue cauliflower with a homemade barbecue sauce and pineapple. These are floral She's going to be making a chickpea salad sandwich with a curry mayonnaise, vegan, of course, oil-free, of course, ginger tamari jackfruit, and some kind of dip that I don't even know how to pronounce. Please welcome Chef Del. How you doing? I'm great, AJ. Good to see you. Always good to see you. Toom is this Lebanese garlic dip. So in my, my history of cooking... Um, the first restaurant job I ever had, we had the most popular dressing, uh, salad dressing that we had was a garlic watercress dressing, had 24 cloves of garlic in one recipe. It was delicious, but you definitely did not want to be social after that because it, it stayed with you. Well, this tomb is a, a little simplified version of that. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that somewhat soon. But. Yeah. I wanted to do, you know, it's picnic season and my goal was not to turn on the oven. Um, I'm gonna have to break that rule a little bit, um, but I'm gonna use the air fryer instead. And then I'm going to um, cheat and I'll change the recipe online. The ginger tamari jackfruit that we're gonna do, you could easily do this on the stove top. And I think I'll start with that because um, I think it'll, um, it'll go quickly. Um, you can easily make this on the stove top and I'll, I'll put the recipe online um, for those that go and to get it. And, and the, re the reason I thought about this, so this ginger tamari marinade, I've made it several ways. And um, one of them is, it's either tofu, I've done it with tempeh, you can do it with seitan, you can do it with mushrooms. But if you do it with mushrooms and jackfruit, it doesn't have to cook as long to absorb all that flavor. So maybe I need a small bowl here. So the nice thing to do that you can do is just do it on your stovetop. And what you want to do is add all of your marinade ingredients to a small bowl. And what I've already done is I've started to mash my jackfruit. Um, I don't know if you, AJ, have you had jackfruit yet? I love jackfruit. Yeah, me too. And I, I tell you why. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm a tofu lover. But tofu, not everybody likes tofu, and tofu is controversial, blah, blah, blah. But it's also, it's a higher fat food. And it's a little more, I mean, it's a little processed, right? So it's this, whether you eat tofu or not, it's up to you. But the jackfruit, this is a fruit. This is all vegetable, right? And it's not even a starchy vegetable. So one of the things you have to keep in mind if you're eating a whole food plant-based diet is when you eat this, you want to eat some starch with it so that you you get satiated, right, AJ? Yep, satiation's important. Satiation's important, as uh, as I know all too well. So that was molasses I just added in there, and that was some um, red wine vinegar and some tamari. That's optional if you're doing the salt-free. You can leave out the tamari, um, but change the name. Change the name of your little your marinade as you do it. And then, of course, ground ginger. You can use fresh ginger if you want. Um, the switch out from fresh to ground is three to one. So if you're using um, fresh ginger, you would use three times as much as you would the ground. Some crushed red pepper flakes, which are optional, but I love 
the bite that they give here, some minced garlic. Of course, you can always add more garlic. I'm always about adding more garlic than the recipe tells me to, so I don't know why I just don't change that in the recipe. And some lime juice, fresh or, or bottled there. And then just stir that up a little bit. All right, and now I'm. Ex this is an experiment, guys. So you're you're watching live cooking experiment with me revising a recipe as we go, and then finish mashing up your. Um, I, I like to mash up my my jackfruit. AJ, do you do it? Uh, it gives it a little bit better texture, and it'll help open up the uh, the jackfruit to the marinade. And you can do it like this if you're doing like a. Um, like a pulled pork kind of a version of it. You could even do it in the food processor with, with a pulse top, right? But I like to do it just about like that. And you don't want it too, too mashed up. I'm gonna keep that for a little bit again. But you want it some mashed up. And then add your marinade to this. I thought that you could buy jackfruit in 20 ounce cans. And I tried to develop recipes to match can sizes, because that makes life easier. And then I couldn't find my 20 ounce cans. Wherever they're hiding, they don't exist anymore. So I had to buy the 16 ounce cans and I used one whole can and part of another to get my 20 ounces of jackfruit. All right, so just toss that together and then just throw this into a pan and let it cook. And what's gonna happen, what should happen, <laughs> what should happen is that as it cooks, the um the, the the liquid will evaporate and absorb up into that jackfruit. Now I I'm relatively new to the world of jackfruit, and so I've been playing around with it a lot to determine how I like it best. Because I'll be honest, the first time I had it, I didn't like it at all. Um, it was and come to find out that it was a bad recipe. You the world of recipes, anybody can write a recipe. That doesn't mean they're always good. And, and I'm not being a judgmental person. I'm not even trying not to be snotty about it. But, you know, sometimes you try a new dish and you think, good God, that's horrible. Well, you might need to try another version of that dish and see if it was the recipe or if it was, if you really don't like it. So I didn't like it the first time I had it. I had it that, um, uh, I brought home a package of already seasoned jackfruit from the store. And then the marinade was horrible, I, I thought so. And I won't name names of what brand I remember it several years ago. And then I went out to a restaurant for a celebration. We have a, a local restaurant here that has several vegan options on it. And they had jackfruit tacos. And I was like, oh, these aren't bad, right? So I had a little more faith in my jackfruit. So I thought, well, let's bring them into Dell's kitchen and see what, what we can do with um, jackfruit. And so I've done a couple of things. Um, I make a, you know, I make an oven fried tofu. It's one of my favorite foods in all the world. And I make this dredge for it. We're using that same dredge today. Where are you hiding? We're using that same dredge today to um, make a, a barbecue cauliflower florets. So we're treating my, oh, look at chickpeas. We're treat, treating my, um, my, um, We're treating my brain. We're treating the cauliflower like it was a tofu. All right, that, that's what we're doing. And so to do that, is there anything missing or did I lose my memory? Oh, here it is. Um, to do that, so what I wanted to do to get the um, the cauliflower to absorb 
the, the dredging. So we're using a dredging. We make a, I make this dredging in the ingredients. It's almond flour, nutritional yeast, granulated garlic, sweet paprika, which I forgot to add, salt and black pepper. And um, I, make, I make a big batch of it and keep it on hand so that I can just throw something together when I want to. Um, so it's tofu, which is moist, more moist in its raw form than is cauliflower, it sticks to it pretty easily. You could go through the, the trouble of uh, making an, a flax egg, right? So traditional kitchens, they take egg and use that as a coating to help uh, things stick to the whatever it is they're cooking. I'm, I'm lazy, I, you know, I try to keep it simple. Um, so what I did was I pre-cooked the cauliflower a little bit, uh, put it in the steamer basket, cook it for a couple of minutes, and, and, um, and then it, it, it moistens it up for you. And then what you'll do is you'll toss that dredging. So you'll mix up your almond flour, nutritional yeast, um, your, your granulated garlic, your sweet paprika, sea salt, black pepper, and then add that to, um, the thing. And I'm going to be really, really honest. This is partially an experiment on quantity. So you might want to make up a couple of double batch and see if you want more dredging or less. And I forgot to add the paprika in, so I'll add that in separately. And I can even add that to taste. Try that with smoked paprika too. That'll make it fun. Uh, toss that in there. And then I think this is probably going to lead a little bit more. And if you're using salt and you want to add extra dredging, make the dredging without salt and then add salt to taste. Uh, I think you'll, you'll be better off. You don't, you don't want to oversalt anything and you don't need that much anyway. There, and I'm going to add a little more of my smoked paprika. Um, like I said, you can use sweet paprika. The recipe calls for sweet paprika, but you can use, that's almost gone. You can use whatever you prefer. And so you can see it here as it starts to stick to the pan or to the cauliflower. And taste one. And you should have that garlicky, oh, that's good. Garlicky taste. So there's our, our um, cauliflower dredged and ready to go. And instead of turning on the oven, I've got the air fryer here, and we're going to use that today because. That'll save me a little heat in my unair conditioned venue. And I love the, the uh, air fryer is going to cook it quicker. So don't forget, if you're using, uh, replacing your traditional oven with an air fryer, then what you're going to want to do is adjust your temperature of your recipe. I think about 25 degrees. Divide it up so it's not over layered. 25 degrees lower and then check your cooking time after about two thirds of the normal cooking time, okay? And that way you, uh, you don't overcook it. So let me get this going. And then, um, I have to remember, I have, a, I have one of those um, dual cook things. You know, you're using the jackfruit that came in a can, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen the kind from Edwards and Son that also comes in a box? Dried? No. Have okay. you used that? Yeah, I've used that as well, too, like for barbecue-y type stuff. It doesn't have any salt. It's very good. You can get it at Sprouts and online. I bet I'd like to have that because I'm, I'm happy to reduce packaging anyway. I can't 
look at the uh, the pan there. You can see that it's, it's absorbed a lot of that um, already, right? And much quicker and much less um, much less of the the heat thing going on. And then we're gonna serve. I'll show you how we'll serve that a little bit later. But let me stick this back here and then um, work on. We got cauliflower in the oven. Um, and while we're working on that, we can go ahead and do the stovetop version of our cauliflower. So this dish, again, is inspired by tofu versions or other protein versions, um, the breaded cauliflower, the origination of that. So I've, I've done breaded tofu, oven fried tofu, and, and stuck it into any number of sauces or stews. And it changes the dish. So you get a little bit of a gravy effect from the tofu. Um, I like to add it in last minute because otherwise it'll dissipate that that crumble comes off of the tofu or the jackfruit or whatever and goes heavy into the dish. And that's okay, but um, you, you don't want too much of that. So I'll anyway, I, I'm I'm talking I'm I'm talking food kitchen now, but uh, forgive me for that. But that's basically what I'm doing. Um, so once that's done, oh, we need to make our barbecue sauce before finish this dish without our barbecue sauce. This barbecue sauce originated, I had a private cooking class in Washington, D.C. in Maryland, outside of Washington, D.C. some years ago. And I created this recipe because the woman wanted um, my oven fried tofu for her class, but she wanted bar she wanted something barbecue. And I said, okay, uh, and she, but she didn't eat tomato. So I had to figure out how to create a tomato sauce without, or a barbecue sauce without tomatoes. And what I decided upon was I made an apple butter. I found a, a, a naturally sweetened apple butter and used that as base where I would normally use tomatoes. And then um, I did apple butter and peaches, I think, and apple butter, peach, barbecue sauce. It was delicious. And I, and, and 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 I didn't change anything about the uh, the sauce. The uh, the original uh, barbecue sauce recipe I still used, which had molasses, et cetera, but it didn't. I didn't add the sugar because I didn't need to. Well, I love the fact that I can have a barbecue sauce, which is a sweeter thing that I can make without the sugar, right? And so I tried it with the pineapple, and it worked out great. So I'm thrilled about this one. But you're going to start off, you're going to puree some pineapple. And that shouldn't take but just a second to do. And let me pull up my barbecue sauce recipe. I know that we're going to put that into our pan. There, it's called Summer's Best Barbecue Sauce. And that's going to go into a pan where I forgot to turn the uh, forgot to turn the heat off. Obviously, there are tomato sauce in there. Cool that down a little bit. It splatters all over my 
lovely clean computer. Da -da 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 -da. Trying to get the extra aspect. I want to get the extra pineapple juice out of my Vitamix. You don't want to lose out on any of the good stuff, do you? So you're just going to, after you puree that, you're just going to add in your garlic. And this, by the way, this 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 healthy uh, sugar-free version comes together a lot quicker than the original version that I used to make. Had a lot of um, uh, we sautéed onions and then we sautéed the garlic and then added the spices and sautéed it. A little bit longer task. Notice this has two steps. We're going to um, throw puree or pineapple, and then throw everything into the pot. A little bit of tamari. We got a little bit of uh, a tablespoon of prepared mustard. And then, okay, well, again, I guess I'm not being completely honest. The molasses really makes a difference. So we're only using a tablespoon of that. I hardly ever think of molasses as a sweetener, but it really is, isn't it? If I'm being really honest. That's not very sweet. That's why. Yeah, no, it's not. Now, the tablespoon is probably not going to do a whole lot of damage. So you're just going to take that, throw that together. And then, and by the way, make big batches of that. Don't, you know, you don't have to make a small batch like this. You can make big batches and freeze it, freeze it and freeze it back. And then you have it all summer long, right? Um, because where else are you going to get a sugar-free, a naturally sweetened barbecue sauce um, that isn't full of crappy chemicals, right? So that's a good one. And I'm going to take it and put it in back here and let it simmer on the back stove while we continue. I can't see a thing in this. These lights wash everything out. All right, so that's our barbecue sauce. Allspice, garlic, mustard, molasses, tamari, apple cider vinegar, tomato sauce and pineapple chunks. And it's been one and done. If you make a bigger batch of it, you you need to, the cooking time will take a little bit longer, of course, um, but that's not really a big deal. All right, let's come back to our uh, barbecue cauliflower porridge because we've got a little saute action we need to do to get ready for them. I love this dish. I love uh, making dishes like this, it, it's just sort of a, it's a fun change of summer dish, right? It's just not the the usual fare. It's, um, that makes it kind of exciting. But once we have our barbecue sauce done, and then I'm always checking. It's gonna be good. All right, maybe what we should do is wait on that while we do a few other dishes because there's more. Let's make instead, and you probably can't see that where you're at. So why don't I make this a little more visible for you. Do this over here and this over here. 
Did you ever notice how I have everything for these courses, these school classes is all right here? Uh -huh. You might do that because you think that I'm lazy. And AJ, AJ used to just wonder and amazement at my kitchens. But the simple fact is that, um, you know, when you're working and if you're working a 60, 80 hour week in the kitchen and you've got to travel, you know, to, uh, 300 feet to go and get some ingredient, um, at the end of the day, that takes its toll. Right, AJ? Absolutely. Dell, there's a question from Blue. What kind of microphone are you using? Uh, this is the um, Beat Run, B-I-E-T-R-U-N. Well, is it good or bad? No, I, th I think, I, to me, it sounds good, and I'm thinking that's why they're asking. I just bought a new one because I did a couple of um, head-on videos for um, a project, and I had to buy a really good one of those mics. Yeah, this is just the Beat Run, and uh, it seems to work well. I have a big mouth mic, by the way. I did have... AJ won't ever tell you that, but it's true. Um, I can I can carry the sound pretty well. All right, so I thought what we would do. Well, see now I'm, I'm ahead of myself. We're going to need to make our mayonnaise, our curry mayonnaise, before we do anything else. Stuff. And uh, where are you? So making your own mayonnaise is a simple two task. That's our tune. Get that over there, out of the way, the chickpeas there, out of the way, curried mayonnaise here. Uh, I use silk and tofu for my mayonnaise, but every now and then, I've had customers who uh, don't eat soy, and so I'll make it with um, pureed cauliflower. And so all you need to do, um, and that's, I think that's in one of my cookbooks, better than vegan maybe, all you got to do is steam the cauliflower until it's really tender, and then puree it. And then use that as you would the silk and tofu in your recipe, whatever you're making. And it, it works pretty well. I mean, I, it's not exactly the same texture as you get with um, with silken, but it's pretty good. This is your extra firm silk and tofu. And turning it right into you can use your food processor. Um, I've got the big bowl attached to mine, but you can use and you can also make double batches of this or triple batches of this to have on hand. And you got curry powder gonna go in there and make sure you're saying this. Granulated onion and granulated garlic. And then of course some red wine vinegar. You could use. I adapted this for my basic mayonnaise recipe, but you could use uh, lime juice, you know, as you might more more readily find in a in a curry kitchen. Um, you might use um, lemon juice or lime juice or a, a rice vinegar would work as well. Whatever acid you want to use is up to you. And then if you're using it, a little bit of sea salt. Turn this on slowly.
you've got what three minutes of effort there. Here's what's the saying: If you're making a a, a a dish like this, a mistake that people often make is to add. Um, you can go real heavy on the curry powder, and I used to be that guy. Um, it was always going too strong when I was keeping a curry powder. You just don't need to. Uh, you start lighter, and, and the reason I say that is because it'll get a little stronger as it sits, right? So you, you don't need very much of it. All right, so that's part one. And then I'm going to make, well, maybe I'll do these by hand. I was going to mask the, uh, Measure chickpeas. I think I lost my mattress, so maybe I'll have to to work this out. AJ, it's a crowded kitchen today. <laughs> Let's see if we can move the oh, there we go food processor into our site. So this chickpea salad is based on the mock tuna salads that you're seeing that are made with chickpeas that everyone loves. And I love it too. I make I make that often in my kitchen. It's coming. I it's it, it really is a frequent flyer because if you have the mayonnaise made, it comes together again in less than fifteen minutes. If you have to make the mayonnaise, it might be fifteen minutes, right? But um, it's that easy. If you have cooked chickpeas on hand and you have a soaking tofu for your mayonnaise, but I instead of you can wash it by hand with like a potato masher, I like to get the texture down to the place. Um, and I pulse match, pulse, say that three times fast, pulse match it so that it, uh, you don't want to, you don't, you're not making hunk, right? You want to leave some texture in your chicken. I think that might be good. Yeah, that looks pretty good. So you can see um, there's still some texture left in there. We did not puree it all, and that's that's what we want. Okay. So take that, move you back over there for now. I think I've got one more use for you. Get a little work out there. And bring our bowl into you. So you can see how quickly this comes together. So again, I you know, I wanted something different besides a traditional. Um, mock tuna salad, you know, I'm in, and I'm not always trying to go for the mock tuna thing. I just love how the mashed chickpeas make a great salad, right? And it makes a great sandwich um, and it holds together well when you mash it like that. But all we're going to do is we've got the mashed chickpeas, we've got we got a recipe somewhere, so I'm going to share it down. Oh, there it is. Your chopped green onion. My sink is filling up full, AJ. Golden raisins, so a little bit of a different thing than our usual mock tuna salad, but not a bad deal, right? Something fun and interesting. A little bit of red onion. And I'm gonna to need to chop up some cilantro. If you don't like cilantro, of course, you get to leave it out. I am cilantro's best friend. 
you travel everywhere together. There you are. As much or as little as you like. I've stopped. I've been keeping my cilantro and my green onion in my little a little water. I change that every day. And it keeps better than it does in the fridge. And we'll just go through this a little bit. Yum. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, no, got it. Um, and some chopped jalapeno, as much or as little as you like. This is about half. If you don't want it really spicy, try using poblano instead or cutting the rib out of the jalapeno. Some dry roasted peanuts. Okay, AJ, can we talk about trigger foods? Yeah. So here's my workaround. I can't buy, I don't buy, and don't keep a whole jar of, of peanuts in the house because I would sit and eat them all in a day. So my next door neighbor often has some of my, I'll make you lunch today if you can only a quarter cup of peanuts. And she, she said yes. Peanuts optional in this dish, right? And then of course our salad dressing, our curried mayonnaise looks delicious. Oh, 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 and I forgot something. We've also got a gala apple. So a little bit of sweet and savory. And that works well in a lot of uh, curry spices dishes. You know, that 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 sweet savory combination really helps balance all the flavors. So we got a gala apple. I never know what to buy this time of year because not in season here, so. And of course, you want to, you notice I, I do all my prep ahead of time, but you always want to prep like your apple last minute, or if you're going to prep it ahead of time, if you're catering or something like that, what you can do is dice it up like this and then put it in a little water um, and put a little bit of lemon juice in there with it so it won't turn colored. There's that. And I think we are there. Are you going to actually go on a picnic and eat the stuff? Um, my um, neighbor has um, a friend in from Tennessee, and I promised him I, we're going to sit out back and um, have dinner later. Nice. Yeah. We'll cool down, be about the right temperature right around 5 or 6 o'clock. All right, so you can probably see that either camera. Isn't that nice? Yep. Really? Let me taste her. You're only gonna taste before you serve your guests. It'll it'll taste better tomorrow than it does today. With all that flavor will sit. But that tastes pretty good. All right, so our cauliflower says it's done. And I can smell it. You can smell the way the, the nutritional yeast and everything toasts up. 
in there. Yep. That is one done beast. So what we can do is bring our screen back up here. And let me check on our barbecue sauce back here. So what you're looking for, I think that's pretty good too. Now you can smell it. You can smell even a little bit of the, uh, even a little bit of the um, pineapple on there. This is really comes out beautifully. Stick that back there for now. And then we'll turn our stove back on. We're getting there, AJ. All right. And then this comes together pretty quickly. Once you've got your sauce done, once you've got your cauliflower done, um, all we're going to do is saute up some um, onions and peppers and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm assuming this is a, an oil-free cooking environment where everybody knows about oil-free saute. I do my own version of it. Um, but uh, I see a lot of people when they're getting ready to saute like some vegetables, especially vegetables like uh, green peppers and onions and carrots and such that have a lot of water content. Start off with a dry skillet because the whole purpose of a saute is to caramelize those vegetables to, to, and to draw out the excess water, which condenses the flavor. So if you're adding water in the first place, all you're doing is steaming your vegetables um, and you're not really developing that flavor. So try the uh, dry pan method first. You always have to make sure the stove is on or that you're not out of, we're out of canister. All right, AJ, I'm uh, changing my canister. Can I share my big news? Yeah, please. I'm kind of excited. I'm, I'm very excited about this. I've been working on it for months and, um, and, and it's almost, there's some left in there. And it's almost time to, to bring it out. Um, I've developed an online on-demand cooking course for the beginner cook. It is about a 15 to 20 hours of programming. Uh, the, it's advertised as having over 70 recipes, but it has over 100. Wow. Videos and texts and activities and an online community. Um, I'll be doing weekly office hours where you can ask your cooking questions. My little stove doesn't want to work, AJ. Uh-oh. You know, this. Oh, you know what? You have to push that. This is a new one. I, I had to get a fancy one for shooting video. There you go. You have to uh, put the canister in. So 15, 20 hours um, it takes to do the course. You'll own it for life. Um, weekly office hours. And then it really is for not only the beginner cook, the, the cook who's new to cooking. So if you don't know how to boil water, um, we're going to show you in this course. But for the, the, the whole food plant-based cook who, who maybe feels like, well, I'm never really organized. Or how do I get more organized? So we, we really work with you on how to develop a sense of mise en place and batch cooking and, um, and, and the like, and how to organize your cooking to make it um, easier, more efficient, right? And how to save money at doing it. So there's a little bit of there, something for everybody. My reviewers, I have some volunteer reviewers looking at it right now and they love it. 
they're saying there's something for even those of us that have been cooking for many years. I'm learning a few new things here. So I'm excited. I've, I've been teaching cooking classes for 25 years and um, I love doing it. Um, but I, I wanted to find a way to make it accessible for more people. Um, it comes out, it's due to come out June 12th. And um, in the list of recipes on my website, I think I have a link to CNS Kitchen. Um, you'll want to check back there. It'll it'll get you can probably go for pre-sale before that. But um, CNS Kitchen is where we house it. Uh, CNS Kitchen, for those of you that don't know, is my community. It's a support community for those of us who are working and looking for support in adopting and maintaining healthy habits in a whole food plant-based diet. So very, very exciting. I hope you'll all take a look at it and consider joining me there. All right, so dry skillet, added our onions and peppers. We're letting those cook and do their thing. We're not going to, uh, we're not going to um, do anything else till the end. I was looking for the other part of my food processor. But maybe we'll just wash this one out and it'll all be okay. So you'll see in this dry skillet, the bottom of the pan starts to brown, that's good. And then you can see a little bit of browning in the onion there too. That's good, that's all flavor. We want all of that, right? While that's doing its thing, I'm gonna get ready for our, our tum, T-O-U-M, is a Lebanese garlic dip. I use it to take up, and what I'm, I, I serve it with these, um, this uh, ginger tamari jackfruit to make kind of a um, gyro-like sandwich. It's a different flavor profile from gyro meat, but it works really, really well. Um, the, the garlicky sauce balances out um, the pungent, sweet pungent flavors of the, um, of the marinade. And then no water yet here. When you, you add water, when it starts to stick to the pan a little bit, and just uh, Speaking of pans, Linda would like to know what kind of pans you use. Uh, whatever I find on sale. I don't have a brand that I like. I use a cast iron skillet back here with my grandma's. Um, I use that and people are always like, well, well, how, how can that be? How do you use cast iron without skillet without, without oil? Well, I wash it. I wash it with soap and water just like it does. And when it rusts, the top of it rusts, you wipe that out before you cook it. Works just fine. Um, but I, what I like, I'm going to tell you something that I'm never happy with, and is this skillet here. I, I keep trying to buy nonstick skillets. I try, I try, I try. And I'm never happy with it. This one is not nonstick. Um, I try to do a flatbread. My my stainless steel pan here is more nonstick than this is. How is that? Well, 
if you let this pan heat up enough, the molecules get tighter, closer together, so nothing gets down in between them very well. And I make my flatbread in this skillet. My, my oil-free flatbreads all get made there. All right, we can add in our barbecue sauce, or, or sorry, our, uh, who do we call it? Pineapple. You all know what I meant when I say who do we call it, right? <laughs> yes. Isn't that good though? It's gonna be great. Um, and I wish I had, I don't think, all right, so for our tomb, too many things at once. We've got our lemon juice. And then, I meant when I said it, Literally one cup of garlic cloves. I didn't count, but I'm guessing that's around 20 or so. And I'm going to be sitting outside for dinner, so there'll be no impact. And then it's salt again if you're if you're using it. This you're going to want to puree until. So let's, let's finish up the, the pots and pan conversation. So what you want to look for, um, I used to buy all of mine in thrift stores when I was in college, that's, that's everything I bought. Um, but what you want to look for is well-constructed cookware um, or the rivets like this. I wouldn't buy this brand, whatever it is again, because I could tell on a really heavy one, if I had a lot in here, um, these rivets get weak. And I can turn it around so you can see what I'm talking about, the rivets there. Um, they get weak. And the larger pan version of this, I can feel that happening already. So you want something where the construction is good. You want a heavy bottom. Um, and I'm not talking about your own. You want a heavy bottom. This bottom of the skillet needs to be thick and heavy um, because you want it to heat up and hold on to that heat. The thinner, the thinner skillet or pot. Um, the heat conducts more quickly. You burn everything far more quickly um, with that. So look for that those qualities, and then you know buy the most expensive, the best you can. Get it on sale. They all go on sale. They all go on sale. And then another one that I I've tried to work with, and I seem to ruin them every time are um, the enamel coated. AJ, do you have any of those? I don't. The enamel coated. They do well. I mean, I think they're 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 perfectly fine, but they they chip just like the nonstick, um, the, the the traditional nonstick, and that's not a big big deal because um, the enamel coating is not as toxic as the other. But you want your you want your 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 finish to last. You want it to hold up, right? All right. So to this, we're going to add. I need to take this a little bit. I did not yet. It's good. We're going to add that in there. Turn our stove off. And then to finish that off, we're just going to add in. Oh, I'm excited. Here's part one. And 
You might make extra of those. That cauliflower, if you're like me, you'll eat it before it makes it into the dish. And then if you want that a little sweeter, if you don't eat sugar, you're probably used, this will be sweet enough for you. If you're new to not eating sugar, trying to cut back on your sugar, you might add a little bit of, of sweetener to it, like maple syrup or something like that, or, or pureed dates would be a perfectly healthy non-sugar to add, um, up to you. But that is my barbecued um, cauliflower. I'm excited, I get to eat that later for dinner. And then the last thing we're gonna do is finish up our tomb, our leavening sauce. We're just gonna puree mm. smooth and creamy. Hey, Dell, there's a couple of questions about your course. Like, how is it delivered? Is it self-paced or how, how does that work? It is self-paced. Um, so you can go in, there are seven lessons and you start at the beginning and you, it's progressive. So you have to finish lesson one before you go to lesson two. Um, um, there'll be an online activity feed where you can ask questions throughout the week or you can reach out to me seven days a week and, and ask any questions that you have. But yeah, it's self-paced. That's, that's um, you go slow, go fast, right? Some people are gonna skip through parts that they already know and others are gonna um, go over some of them twice. Pureeing again. This may take a little longer because of the, the garlic, but let's look and see what we've got. Oh, it looks pretty good. And man, can you smell it? Huge chunks of tofu on the side. And a little salt, I don't think I added any. And just a quick finish and we're almost done. You have like a red and white checked picnic blanket and a little wicker basket. Edie does. My neighbor does. <laughs> She's all about the, and we got a lovely umbrella set up around our table and our garden is gorgeous. The roses here right now are stunning in our backyard. So that's your tune. And, and so how I serve this, I know we're running late, running past, but um, so it looks like, you know, it's creamy. Take a pita and toast it and put some of your um, jackfruit in the bottom of that. And then put some of your, your, your lebanese sauce on top of that, lettuce and tomatoes. 
It's that gyro style. I mean, if you want to, that's gyro style and it's delicious. And then we made that. We don't forget we had our, our cauliflower and then our yummy curried lentil or curried chickpea salad. AJ? Hey. That's all I got. Wait a second. Let me come back on. Uh, hold on. I'm going to get my camera on. That is very amazing. And you did it all in under an hour because we started a little bit late. I I try, AJ. <laughs> that is great. And how how will you, will you just keep these things at room temperature until it's time? No, I'll show them. Well, um, I probably with the, the, the heated stuff. I'll, I'll show my chickpea salad. I'll definitely, your garlic sauce. You want to keep chill because garlic, um, fresh garlic goes bad pretty quickly in the dish. So you want to uh, fill that. Nice. Well, next month, um, we're all the regulars are taking July off to give some people a chance to get on. So there's no holidays in August, are there? No. Now, the end of August, the first week of <laughs> September is our um, Labor Day. Right. Well, the first week of August isn't really anything. And so you can do anything you want. Anything you do is great. Well, congratulations on the new course. I hope a lot of people will sign up for it. The link is in the show notes. Well, thank you. I always have fun. I look forward to seeing you in um, August. August. Well, uh, yeah. Oh, no, August. So we'll take everybody gets a month off for good behavior. Kind of like summer does, you know, hiatus. It's like the European thing to do. We take our, our, our summer holiday. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Chef Del. This was wonderful. Thank you. Bye, everybody. And thanks all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow a bit uh, later at 10 a.m. Pacific time for Dr. John McDougall. He is going to be talking about liver disease and the effect that diet has on both preventing it and curing it. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.